This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Sunny today, high near 41. Mostly clear tonight, low around 22. Wednesday will be sunny with a high near 43. Authorities say a woman has died as the result of injuries sustained in a domestic dispute at a Tioga County home. According to state police, troopers were sent to 10 Deborah Lee Drive in Appalachian just before 4 a.m. Monday for a reported dispute. A news release indicates police and medics provided assistance to a man and a woman who were injured in the incident. The woman died and the man was taken to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. He was reported in stable condition. Members of the State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation continued to process the scene and remove potential evidence late Monday afternoon. New York State Police released no names or other information about the dispute. Efforts to keep people out of the abandoned Masonic Temple building on the west side of Binghamton are not working. The massive structure at 64 Main Street has been vacant for decades. Isaac Anzarud acquired the property in 2018. It was seized for non-payment of taxes and then sold to a Long Island real estate investment firm last March. A man who managed to get inside the building set a small fire with some bags and other items last Tuesday. City firefighters were called to extinguish what was described as a sort of campfire. Fire investigators were sent to the scene. No structural damage was reported. Harkness Commercial Realty Group of Johnson City has been retained to try to find a buyer for the property. The firm's Robert Harkness said there are ongoing efforts to monitor the building to prevent people from getting inside. The place was accessible through an opening in a fence on the east side of the building last Friday. The property has been secured again as of Monday morning. The Masonic Temple building opened on the west side in November of 1923. A series of redevelopment proposals were announced after that in 1988 when the reconstruction project started but was never completed and they were scrapped. The Biden administration says that the government would provide $1.5 billion to the computer chip company Global Foundries to expand its domestic production in New York State and Vermont. The announcement is the third award of financial support for a semiconductor company under the 2022 Chips and Science Act. The law enables the government to invest more than $52 billion to revitalize the manufacturing of computer chips in the United States, as well as advanced research and development. Global Foundries intends to use the funding to help pay for the construction of a new advanced chip factory in Malta, New York, increase production at its existing plant in Malta, and revitalize its plant in Burlington, Vermont. The New York State Police in Endwell are busy getting settled into new office space as the town of Union prepares to repurpose their old quarters. The state police station that had been located on the first floor of what had been the town court building on East Main Street was moved to the basement over the weekend. 
Uniontown Supervisor Robert Mack told WNBF News construction for the court facility is to get started today. He said the goal will be for the town court to be operational at the site by the end of May. The building was constructed in 1996 for use by the town of Union Court. The Endwell State Police Station, which had been located in the former Hooper School building on East Main Street, was moved into the basement of the court complex. State police operations were disrupted by flooding in September of 2011. The troopers were moved to the first level and the town court operations were shifted to the village of Johnson City's Justice Building. The Uniontown Board decided to move the court back to the Endwell building to save about $50,000 a year that was being paid to rent the Johnson City space. The remodeling work includes flood-proofing of the court building and neighboring town office building. Since he became a force in Republican politics, Donald Trump has figured prominently in U.S. Senate races, shaping which GOP contenders get nominated. But that's not happening in Pennsylvania. There, the likely Republican nominee, David McCormick, and Trump seem to be ignoring each other. McCormick, an ex-hedge fund CEO, is trying to beat Democratic Senator Bob Casey, the best-known political name in Pennsylvania. For McCormick, there's the additional baggage of Trump's tongue lashings as Trump worked to defeat McCormick in Pennsylvania's 2022 Senate primary race. Theirs is a complicated relationship that Democrats say is fraught with danger for McCormick and pollsters say steepens his uphill climb against Casey. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now. Today is Tuesday, February 20th. Welcome to My World on the Radio. 607-772-1290. Go ahead. Call. If you wish some reason you don't want to participate on the air, you are certainly welcome to participate by listening in your car or wherever. Wherever you may be. Wherever you may be. And we hope your Tuesday is off to a nice start. It's sunny around the Binghamton area. And that's nice. It's chilly, though. I want it to warm up. Will warm up tomorrow. Uh, today, eh, it's not going to be all that warm today. The uh, suggested high temperature for the Binghamton District, according to the National Weather Service, is... Oh, well, it's a little warmer than I thought. They say... It should get up to 41. Right now, though, it's only 16. 16. 
and I don't know what the wind chill is. It feels, I mean, it feels colder than 16. Minus 9 Celsius. According to the National Weather Service, the wind chill. Mm. I guess they can't list it. The winds are light out of the southeast, three miles an hour. And the dew point is 10. The visibility is 10 miles. There you go. There's your uh, weather overview. We accomplished it in 17 seconds. Let's take a look at headlines. WNBF.com. We're still following the investigation in Appalachian. Keep you posted on that story. We also have presented a tour, a brief, ever so brief tour of the Masonic Temple 2024. Um, you can see that at WNBF.com. A few days ago, Someone, probably trying to keep warm, set a little fire, a sort of campfire inside the Masonic Temple. And it was extinguished quickly and no apparent damage. Problem with the building the century-old building at the corner of Maine and Murray on the west side is that it's very difficult, maybe even impossible, to secure that building. If somebody wants to get into it, apparently somebody will. I'd say about the only solution regarding the building at 64 Main Street, I think the only solution for the time being is hire guards 24-7. Have at least four uniform guards on uh, patrol in and around the building, armed guards. So if anybody tries to enter the building, they can act decisively. Short of that, people, I think, are always going to manage to get inside. They've been trying to secure the building now, and it's not working. So you can see the latest. See what's a WNBF investigation revealed. It's at WNBF.com. It's 914 WNBF Live on your Tuesday morning. I'm Bob Joseph. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? John from Bampton, what would you do without me? I don't know. Are we having, uh, are you using a new communication system this morning, John? I'm not using anything, but we'll see here. I'm trying to make a record. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be, you, you would back. be a good producer. Why don't you give me a call back? Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be a great producer. Produce some top 40 hits. Top 40 hits for America. That's what America needs now. All right, let's try it now. Oh, that's much better. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, how about this Speaker of the House? He doesn't have enough to it. 
Oh, well, I'll call you back again sometime. <laughs> okay. We're using, we're using the same. Oh, wait, John, call back. I see somebody. <laughs> Not me. Somebody pushed a button. Actually, I might have pushed the button accidentally. Okay, now this will be a lot better, and I'll tell you why. Because there's a button here on the control board. It's the only button out of dozens of buttons here in front of me. And it says, do not push this button. And maybe I did. Anyway, it's now been unpushed. <laughs> Hi, are you there? Hey, Bob, it's Robin Fort. Oh, Bay. it's Rob. Okay. I thought it was John. Anyway, welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to the show that just never ends. What's on your mind? I was watching Jimmy Dore's show. He had a really good show about Building 7, you know. And yeah, that Jimmy Dore, he's he's truly a national hero. What did, what did he have to say about Building 7 this time? Well, he had the, the guy that uh, from Air, was it Alaska State University where they tried to recreate the, the uh, scenario where NIST said that, you know, the, the building pancaked down and all this other garbage. They tried to recreate it using, you know, studies like real engineers do. And anyway, he, he's he's totally convinced this uh, professor that heads the the uh, civics or, or the science department there at Alaska University. He's convinced that it was an inside job. There were explosions going off left and right way before the buildings fell down. There were people like, uh, oh, let's see, he had like a five-minute video by this guy, James Corbett, does the Corbett report. And if you could black out a few of the choice words, it would really be educational for your audience. Because wow. in five words, he sums up just how much of a BS story that was uh, we, were, we were sold. And, and so, for all the conspiracy theorists about 9-11, what, what exactly is, is the ultimate theory about why this was done? Well, the, I mean, the who, fact is... Explain to me in one sentence what the motivation was to to uh, do something to the American people on September 11th, 2001. Uh, who was motivated to do this? One, one well, sentence. See. What was their motivation and why did they want to kill 3,000 or more Americans? Well, just like, uh, just like they did with the Gulf of Tonkin, they wanted no. to... Just give it in one sentence. Don't tell me like they did any other time. Just give me one sentence of what would motivate anyone in the United States to stage a terrorist attack on the Pentagon, World Trade Center, and then ultimately, uh, apparently, uh, another plane that was said to be heading to Washington, maybe to the White House or maybe to the Capitol, ultimately crashed in rural Pennsylvania. One sentence to explain what the theory is why some Americans would try to do this. Okay, well, here's your one sentence, Bob. The powers that should not be decided they were going to take our rights away, and we weren't going to give them up willingly, so they had to force them on us. And that's why the Patriot Act was named, because it just did away with patriots trying to come forward. Anybody who ever brought this up as a conspiracy theorist, just like you just said, it's not a conspiracy theory when they found thermite and thermite in the dust and there were molten puddles of metal underneath that for weeks. 
and jet fuel does not get that hot, Bob. It doesn't get hot enough to weaken steel and make it pancake and all the other garbage we were told. So I guess that was longer than one sentence. Have you already cut me off, or am I still on? No, I didn't cut you wow. off. Should, well, should I have? Bob. Why, why should I cut well, you off? You didn't say anything that was cut offable. The um, Well, you do it every day to me, Bob. That's why I asked. You know? People that know me and, and know what I said, they understand that half of what I said never even gets through your show because you got your finger on the button or you're talking over me at the same time. Well, and you know why. You know? There, there is a reason. Yeah, there is a reason, Rob, why. Because you, you say they're conspiracy. No, stuff. no. More importantly, and you know why, I don't need to relitigate your past, uh, shall we say, inartful comments on the program. That's the only reason why. Okay. Well, and, and you know what? And, uh, all I ask you is to refrain from doing doing that sort of thing because I don't like having to bleep people out. Well, I like I like facts, you know. Well, I love facts, facts too, but but okay. what I what I dislike on commercial radio is when I have to bleep anyone, least of all you. In well, in you know that's the problem. You brought it up, and so. You know, say Beverly from the town of Dickinson, I don't have to worry so much about bleeping. But you, <laughs> and again, no, you see what I'm saying? Not really, no, well, I don't. And, and, you know, and you won't apologize for well, your, I, your I past verbal... I'm not talking about facts or even opinions. I'm talking about <laughs> verbal indiscretions. Uh-huh. Okay, I, Bob. I slipped up once and let an F no. fly on your show, and I no, it's more than once. That. Oh, please! I apologize for that weeks ago. Yeah, but it was more than so, once. It was only once, Bob. Maybe only you once know? this year. Come on, man. Okay. You and I are both year, adults. Bob. It was last year, Bob. Whatever. You know, I don't. You, I don't keep you, track you, of the dates. All I know is it happened more than once. No, it only happened once. But anyway, Bob. You know, you claim to be a big proponent of free speech. But as soon as somebody brings up the obviously stolen election, that's the end of the thing. Well, but I'm you know? tired of that. Why do the, you do that? I am so tired of relitigating an election that happened nearly four years ago. You know, well, it was an important I, election. Bob. Well, it was Would an important election, and you know look, whether you liked it are. or not, more than 81 million people voted for the guy from Scranton. No, they did not. You're a conspiracy theorist if you believe that. You think he got 81 million votes sitting in his basement while Trump packed stadiums coast to coast? I don't believe that, and I don't think half of your callers believe that. Well, I, I don't. By the way, I don't dispute what you just said. A, I know you don't believe it, and B, uh, I know a high percentage of callers don't believe it. I wouldn't go so far as say half yeah. the callers, but I would say a high percentage of callers, because this is the Republican station. This station transmits the conspiracy theory about the election in 2020. Um, there you go. There you go again. It's not a conspiracy theory, Bob. You, you haven't even seen 2,000 mules, and you said you haven't. And no, and I won't. 2,000 people. I, I have no it's, desire to see 2,000 mules. I don't, and I won't. So. Well, that's the truth. It's the government's cameras and the government's own, own database that shows that these people visited over 20 drop boxes, stuffing envelopes in them, all night long. So, you know, it's not like, like uh, Dinesh D'Souza made that stuff up. This is the government's own cameras 
And these were Zuckerberg's boxes that they stuck up just for that purpose to steal the election. And stolen elections have consequences, and that's why this country's in the toilet right now. Well. You guys that voted Joe Biden in are the enemies of the state, and that's just the way it is. All right. So put that in your pipe and smoke it there, Bob. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Figuratively. I won't won't literally smoke anything, but figuratively uh, this evening... When I'm off the clock, I'll figuratively put that in my pipe and smoke. I'll think about what what you've said there to me, go. and I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll take it to heart. I don't guarantee tomorrow you're going to hear the all new, all different Bob. But well, you know, if you if you saw Joe Biden speak in Colorado yesterday, you'd realize that the, the jig is up. This is not <laughs> well, funny. I, look. I I've seen him enough to know that the guy. I don't know what, what they need to do, but you've heard the program. You know what I think about, he, look, it's a bad, bad situation in America when the host of a small upstate New York talk show can speak better than the leader of the free world. <laughs> I mean, don't you agree? I mean, that's one, thing, that's one thing I think you and I can both agree on, that if I can speak semi-coherently for three minutes, it'd be nice if the President of the United States could do that. Yeah, well, you haven't had two brain operations either, and you're not 80-something years old. No, I know. And, 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 by, is, and so know. I'm, not, I'm not criticizing him, if anything. And this is, this is from the heart right now, and I, I know you don't probably share my, the same concern as I have for Joe Biden, the person, because I, I get the sense you really not only dislike him as president, but you may also just dislike him as a person. But... From the heart, I wish he would just retire now and enjoy the time he he has left. Maybe call, make reservations at Mar-a-Lago or at another Trump property, see if he can get a rate, and and just he and Dr. Jill Biden just enjoy the next few years. I don't I don't think he needs this kind of pressure. He's in horrible shape, Bob. I, well, I feel bad I, for the man. Well, okay, so you and I it's agree. Not funny. We I'm not saying it's funny. No, it's. It's extremely serious, and therefore, because of my concern, not just for America, but for Joe Biden and his family and friends, that's why I would recommend that he decide to take a break, and then Kamala Harris could be the president for the next several months. Thank you for your call. It's 926 at News Radio, WNBF. What's your opinion? What's your opinion? Kamala Harris, you don't have to like her. Although it would be nice. You don't have to like Kamala Harris, but you have to admit she would be better in terms of speaking publicly and getting a message across to her fellow Americans and to people around the world. She would come across, I think, more coherently. Joe Biden. I'm not saying she would be a better president. Not saying that. I'm just saying to represent the nation over the next several months until Gavin Newsom is sworn in January 20th. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. See, I, I want Joe Biden, you know, he's been under such pressure, not just the last three plus years, but the last several decades been a lot of people who've been taking shots at Joe Biden. And I think if he could 
just have some time to relax and get away from the high-pressure D.C. spotlight, it would do him and his family a lot of good. 607-772-1290. It's just a thought. You're listening to Binghamton Now with Bob Joseph. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. WNBF Binghamton, live, local, Living Keller. Following segment is sponsored by KSO Insurance Solutions. Karen Sweet O'Neill, good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Great. Good. The sun sun is shining. Oh, my gosh. Yay, yay. Everything's better when the sun is shining. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll take it. So just FYI. Um, I'm going to call in, if it's okay with you, Thursday at 920 instead of tomorrow at 920 for the full show. Would that work for you? It absolutely will. So perfect. our listeners will make note of it. The normally scheduled Wednesday segment with Karen Sweet O'Neill this week will air live at 920 on Thursday. Perfect. And what will we talk about? We are going to talk about a healthier you, how to be uh, healthier, how to be money-wise healthier, physically healthier, mentally healthier, and all those types of uh, things because they all play a part in our well-being. And also they can play a part in your, not only your well-being, Bob, but how you can go forward with life um, and maybe not use all these insurance products that you have, or if you're looking to purchase products, how it can actually be way less expensive the healthier you are. But we're going to touch on a, a several things um, health-wise. You know, what's the um, optimal sleeping temperature for people <clears throat> over 65? You know, what about your diet? What about um, exercise. Do you really have to exercise an hour a day? Probably not, but you do need to do something that will increase your mobility and just, you know, make it easier for you to tackle your day. So we're going to talk about all that, not tomorrow, but on Thursday, and we are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East, up above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. You can reach us several ways for an appointment. You can simply give us a call at 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance, and all our contact information comes up, including our website. Or if you missed the the, uh, phone number, just go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Thank you, Karen. And we will look forward to the segment Thursday morning at 920. Very good. Have a good day, Bob. Okay, you too. Thank you. It's 9.33. Bob Joseph with you live until noon. And more phone calls are coming up. What are your thoughts? 607-772-1290. We're on the air. 92.1 FM, 1290 AM streaming at WNBF.com. 
sit by my side Come as close as the air Shared in a memory of grace And wandered in my words Dream about the pictures that I WNBM. The Big N. Back to phones we go. Joe in Owego. Morning. Good morning. Good morning, but I have a uh, point of view for, for discussing the border issue. I come up with two basic thoughts. One, the philosophical thought, which identifies the United States as a safe, generous area for survival, open for those who come, as long as it's not my backyard. The other side is the pragmatic side, which is to fill basic needs. And according to the Internet this morning, there are 9 million uh, unfilled employment opportunities in the United States. and on in Sunday's Press Sun Bulletin, one of the options appears to be embracing migrants is good economic policy for the Hudson Valley in New York State. And it emphasizes the idea that people can come into this country and start out at a medium, somewhere in the medium wage of $18,000 bracket. And I guess that means anywhere from zero to $36,000 as a wage. Uh, they're the two choices, and uh, it would be nice to discuss the entire issue, at least on those you know, basic facts or basic All right. ideas. All right. We'll Thank see you. what the other uh, viewers have to say. Thank you. Let's see. Word from Owego on this Tuesday morning. Now, directly to Kirkwood. And Larry, good morning. Let me give you option three. Report them. Get them out of the country. <laughs> they have no business taking any of our jobs. They don't belong here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what? Did you expect anything less from me? <laughs> no, that's exactly what I expected from you, Larry. Well, anyway. Doesn't mean I embrace it, but I, I had to take a moment there to take a deep breath. Yeah, just... To just uh, fully, fully comprehend just the, the humanity, the humanity right. behind your, your position. But anyway, uh, before, before Karen Sweet O'Neill came on, uh, you were talking about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And all I can say about that is great. We go from a guy who can't even string two words together without fumbling to a woman whose whole speech pattern is word salad. How about that? I mean, really, who's better? Her, Biden, or her? Well, I don't know. The, the only reason I brought it up is because so many. 
people have been calling in in recent weeks criticizing Biden. What other choice is there? Biden is president till January 20th, 2025. So the only choice you have if you don't like Biden right now is for him to resign, enjoy his retirement. I even suggested that he uh, toss an olive branch over to the former guy and uh, see if he could get a, a nice room and some accommodations, maybe a meal plan down at Mar-a-Lago and they could put their political differences behind them and they could go out and ride bikes together. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I know the former guy. And I would it, never it, want when's that. the last time you saw the former guy on a bike? Am I right? And I would never want that to happen. <laughs> Joe Biden would corrupt the whole place. <laughs> anyway, that's all I call about, Bob. All right. As Paul Harvey would say, good day. It's 941, Bob Joseph live, serving America, one viewer at a time. Feel free to weigh in. It's your right as an American citizen to participate on America's most beautiful radio program, Binghamton Now at WNBF. Yeah. Numbers have been released this week, and they say Joe Biden is the 14th greatest president in the history of the USA. Cold late night so long ago, when I was not so strong, you know. Good man came to me, never seen eyes so blue. You know I could not run away at sea. We'd seen each other in a dream. Seemed like he knew me, he looked right through me. Biden supporters were disappointed that he didn't make the top 10. But according to the new numbers just out this week from the Presidential Greatness Project, Biden is number 14. And so that's pretty close to the top 10. Number one, no surprise here. I feel like Casey Kasem counting them down. Number one, Lincoln. Number two, FDR. And number three, G. Washington. I think he lost points because of all the traffic on his bridge. I think he, he could have possibly tied Lincoln for first, but people are getting so fed up having to wait one or two hours every morning to get over the GWB that I think Washington suffers. Says since the last report, he went down one. So Lincoln won, FDR two, G. Washington, famous for a bridge between Jersey and Manhattan, uh, he's now at number three. Uh, Biden is 14, first time he's been ranked. And then you know who, number 45. <laughs> Below Buchanan. Below Buchanan. It's got to hurt. 948 WNBF. Tom and Endwell, good morning. Good morning, Bob. I'm sure you'll hang up on me. Um, well... Are you going to give me a, a reason to hang up on you this morning? 
Yeah. Facts. Well, come on. Throw, um, throw some three. facts at me, baby. <clears throat> so people have to ask themselves, Trump had the border pretty much probably more secure than ever before. People have to ask themselves, why did Joe Biden and the Democrats get rid of all the policies he had in place? Remain in Mexico, Title 42. I think there was seven or eight of them. Why did he get rid of all those executive orders within, what, 24 hours of him um, taking over the office? That's the biggest question people have to ask themselves. <clears throat> you know, and then you had a caller, I think, last week that, you know, Vinny, I think his name was Vinny, was like, well, you Republicans had, you know, four years to do something. Right, Vinny, we had it shut down. So the question is, and I'm surprised you didn't rebuttal him on that and say, well, Vinny, the, Trump did have the border pretty much shut down. So the question to, to you, Vinny, is why did Joe Biden get rid of all those executive orders within 24 hours of him coming into office? This whole border thing is all by design. You see a lot of places like Chicago, New York, all these mayors are struggling. Well, the reason they're struggling to a large extent is because the governor from Texas is trying to wreck those cities. He's trying to wreck the cities that have uh, Democratic mayors. And, you know, Governor Abbott's actions are, I think many people would say, very deplorable and very disappointing. Before he started his antics, shipping the, uh, the people who have come to America for a better life, shipping them to um, New York City, Chicago, and some other points. Even Martha's Vineyard, I believe. I think he was the one who pulled that stunt. Um, before that, I, I actually thought quite highly of the guy. So are the Democrats trying to destroy Texas? I doubt it. Well, there are a lot of great Democrats in Texas. There are a lot of great Democrats in Arizona. So I see no reason why Democrats would want to destroy any state, even Florida. There are a lot of good Democrats in Florida. Maybe it's, it seems more conservative and more Republican than New York State. That's probably true. But I see no reason why Democrats would want to destroy any of our great states. So they're supposed to just keep all the illegals in Texas and Arizona, I mean, Joe Biden's administration were busting illegals. I mean, that's not a secret. They were moving them, too. Yeah, well, it's the federal government. Federal government has more power than an individual state government. I think, ultimately, Governor Abbott is going to learn a, a, a harsh lesson in this case. I don't know when it'll happen, but I think eventually he's going to learn that he made a horrible mistake by unilaterally deciding to put some of the people on buses or on planes and send them to places like New York City and Chicago. I think it's a, it's a terrible, terrible antic. And I, I understand the reason why. It's popular at home. It's going to help him easily win re-election. But he should be better than that. Well, I think it was a terrible antic for the Biden administration to get rid of all those executive orders don't you think that that would be the time to keep those in place well maybe it was but it doesn't justify governor greg abbott's actions 
He's behaving very poorly. He sets a, a very poor example for the young people of America. Well, you got to take the actions that were first played. Hey, ten wrongs don't make a right. You know that. And Governor Abbott knows it, too. He knows better. That's the sad thing. Governor Abbott is a very intelligent man. He's widely respected among his friends. So he knows better, and he went and did this anyway. So we're going to ignore Joe Biden's... I didn't say to ignore Joe Biden. No. Biden's policies can't be ignored, and Abbott's policies can't be ignored. Well, you keep going back to Abbott when when you have the, the, the leader of the free world making the poorest decision, but then you want to blame a guy that, that signs an, an oath to protect his state. Yeah, and he's doing it illegally. Appreciate your call, as always, Tom. Hope you have a good day. Yeah. Thank you. It's 9.53 at WNBF. Your radio station. That's your station. I just happened to be the guy in the studio answering the phones this morning. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Pete, formerly of Estill. Oh, Pete, long time no talk. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Just running in the post office right now. But real quick, I want to just uphold that, that, that ranking for Biden being the 14th president. That ranking also said that his greatest accomplishment, Biden's greatest accomplishment, is preventing Trump from going into office. That's what they declared, his greatest greatest accomplishment. Really? That's the best they can come up with? Wow. That's come ridiculous. On. Well, that's ridiculous. But I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree that he, he should be in the top 14. I mean, he certainly, he certainly has been trying hard. But, it, you know, yes, if that's, if that's what they think his greatest accomplishment is, that's, that's a big stretch. And they put Trump at last. So, obviously, there's a biased, biased poll. Well, of course I mean, it's, it's biased. Completely. It was released by some people from some university. What, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, it, look, look, look right at the top. <laughs> at least they're honest. At least they attach their name to it. The, the top name is Brandon Roddinghouse of the University of Houston. I think that's how it's pronounced. And Justin Vaughn for, from Coastal Carolina University. Universities yeah. are bastions of liberal beliefs. So at least they put their names in bold right at the top of the 12-page report. So it's not as though they're trying to pull a fast one. Yes, it, it, no, have, imagine, have, Pete, imagine if you will, and as a former Vestal resident, you understand how this would hit close to home. Imagine, if you will, if a similar survey was done by professors at Binghamton University. Trump would wind up down at number 90. But, but how can you even be taken, taken seriously? Well, I didn't say to take it seriously. It's like Billboard music charts. Do you take Billboard's charts seriously? Come on, man. Every chart, every ranking, whether it's about music or movies or presidents, every chart is going to show bias based on who's doing it. Yeah, not every. Now, all I can say is... How about Newsmax? Why don't they put out their own Presidential Greatness Project survey? When they put out their survey, I'll talk about how Trump and Biden rate in the Newsmax survey, or even the Fox Channel, if they put out a Presidential Greatness survey, I'm sure the rankings would be different. I'll talk about them when they put it out. 
shoot. Yeah, yeah. Got to find a place to park. Well, be careful. And don't park illegally. No, I'm not. I've got a spot right here. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Sunny today, high near 41. Mostly clear tonight, low around 22. Wednesday will be sunny with a high near 43. Authorities say a woman has died as the result of injuries sustained in a domestic dispute at a Tioga County home. According to state police, troopers were sent to 10 Deborah Lee Drive in Appalachian just before 4 a.m. Monday for a reported dispute. A news release indicates police and medics provided assistance to a man and a woman who were injured in the incident. The woman died and the man was taken to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. He was reported in stable condition. Members of the State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation continued to process the scene and remove potential evidence late Monday afternoon. New York State Police released no names or other information about the dispute. Efforts to keep people out of the abandoned Masonic Temple building on the west side of Binghamton are not working. The massive structure at 64 Main Street has been vacant for decades. Isaac Anzarud acquired the property in 2018. It was seized for non-payment of taxes and then sold to a Long Island real estate investment firm last March. A man who managed to get inside the building set a small fire with some bags and other items last Tuesday. City firefighters were called to extinguish what was described as a sort of campfire. Fire investigators were sent to the scene. No structural damage was reported. Harkness Commercial Realty Group of Johnson City has been retained to try to find a buyer for the property. The firm's Robert Harkness said there are ongoing efforts to monitor the building to prevent people from getting inside. The place was accessible through an opening in a fence on the east side of the building last Friday. The property has been secured again as of Monday morning. The Masonic Temple building opened on the west side in November of 1923. A series of redevelopment proposals were announced after that in 1988 when the reconstruction project started but was never completed and they were scrapped. The Biden administration says that the government would provide $1.5 billion to the computer chip company Global Foundries to expand its domestic production in New York State and Vermont. The announcement is the third award of financial support for a semiconductor company under the 2022 Chips and Science Act. The law enables the government to invest more than $52 billion to revitalize the manufacturing of computer chips in the United States, as well as advanced research and development. Global Foundries intends to use the funding to help pay for the construction of a new advanced chip factory in Malta, New York, increase production at its existing plant in Malta, and revitalize its plant in Burlington, Vermont. The New York State Police in Endwell are busy getting settled into new office space as the town of Union prepares to repurpose their old quarters. 
The state police station that had been located on the first floor of what had been the town court building on East Main Street was moved to the basement over the weekend. Uniontown Supervisor Robert Mack told WNBF News construction for the court facility is to get started today. He said the goal will be for the town court to be operational at the site by the end of May. The building was constructed in 1996 for use by the town of Union Court. The Endwell State Police Station, which had been located in the former Hooper School building on East Main Street, was moved into the basement of the court complex. State police operations were disrupted by flooding in September of 2011. The troopers were moved to the first level and the town court operations were shifted to the village of Johnson City's Justice Building. The Uniontown Board decided to move the court back to the Enwell building to save about $50,000 a year that was being paid to rent the Johnson City space. The remodeling work includes flood-proofing of the court building and neighboring town office building. Since he became a force in Republican politics, Donald Trump has figured prominently in U.S. Senate races, shaping which GOP contenders get nominated. But that's not happening in Pennsylvania. There, the likely Republican nominee, David McCormick, and Trump seem to be ignoring each other. McCormick, an ex-hedge fund CEO, is trying to beat Democratic Senator Bob Casey, the best-known political name in Pennsylvania. For McCormick, there's the additional baggage of Trump's tongue lashings as Trump worked to defeat McCormick in Pennsylvania's 2022 Senate primary race. Theirs is a complicated relationship that Democrats say is fraught with danger for McCormick and pollsters say steepens his uphill climb against Casey. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. The Binghamton Now Party continues on your Tuesday morning. Join the fray, 607-772-1290. Coming up later today on WNBF, Dan Bongino from noon to 3, Sean Hannity from 3 to 6, Mark Levin from 6 to 9. It's all for you on WNBF. Morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Name is Ann. I'm calling from Appalachian. Good morning. What's, that, what's on your mind? Please let me finish what I say without interrupting because I have a trouble trying to keep my thoughts together. Um, I'm calling about... If you have a, a fire station and there's a house on fire with occupants in it and you call the fire company and they say, well, we'll get there when we can, you know, but first we've got to um, save this cat from the tree, take this cat out of the tree. That is equivalent to what was heard 
at the Munich Security Conference, where Senator Rick, um, I can't read my own writing, um, Ricketts, I think his name is, um, said, well, we've got to get our border together. We'll get around to Ukraine eventually. You know, we'll, we'll get done. In the meantime, Ukraine is losing now because the Republicans can't seem to care too much about what is going on in Ukraine. That's not essential. They're going to wait till, and our troops are not on ground fighting that war. But if if the they attack the NATO countries, then our troops, our American people, men, soldiers, women, soldiers will be over there fighting on ground as opposed to Biden's trying to keep them safely over here. Um, there, you might be interested in knowing, I heard Jeremy say last night, that Mike Johnson, the House Speaker, who is on vacation for a couple of weeks with the rest of the um, House, um, is going to be in Binghamton, well, I don't know about Binghamton, anyhow, he's going to be here in this area with Mark Molinaro doing a fundraiser so he could get reelected. That is so much more important than staying in session to try to help Ukraine. Well, it'll be fun because Mark Molinaro has been here at the station, so I would, wouldn't be surprised that Mark Molinaro will bring his buddy Mike Johnson over here to the studio so we could interview him live, and then uh, the House Speaker could take some calls from people here in um, Binghamton and Appalachian. They should be in session trying to help Ukraine. The fire is over in that house, not over here. Right. This can be done anytime, fundraiser. Well, it's important that Mark Molinaro raise as much money as quickly as possible for his re-election campaign. I'm sorry about the people that call who, who's, a, who's only source of information is your station after you're off that Dan Bongino is a horrible person. You don't like Bongino? I do not like him. I, I wrote an email to your um, town square media to see if they don't have something that's pro-Democrat instead of all anti-Democrat. But who would they put on? There's no other show. There are some. I, I looked up some, and I don't have it written okay. down. Okay. Well, f sometime when you have a suggestion about what kind of show they could put on at noon, because it is jarring, because I go off at noon, and then it, it occurs to me that what people have heard for the you know the previous three hours from nine to noon are totally different than what people will hear for the you know the next eighteen hours. I'm, I'm grateful for your having people be able to call in because you can't get any points across. And I think all the time from after your program until before Don Morgan um, comes on in the morning, and I um, I think Biden has done an excellent job considering what he's got on his back. Everybody considers. Trump, who is a showman and a criminal one at that, um, uh, that they think that he's got the weight of the of the world on his shoulders. And even um, Kevin McCarthy said that Biden was sharp. 
he might not get up there and react the way that um, Trump does. Trump doesn't say anything except how how everybody else is horrible. The best job security in this time is for uh, people. The growth of 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 jobs is security because whatever Donald Trump says. This judge is terrible, that one. They all need security. Why do they need security? Hmm? Did, they, did um, Fauci need security with previous presidents? No, he did not. But now everybody has to have security because Trump gets up there. He attracts the crowds. Well, that doesn't mean that they're smart. Well, so does the circus. A circus attracts a crowd, too. That doesn't make it right. Him hollering and giving his opinion about things. All right. Well, I appreciate your call. I'm sorry. Thank you very yeah, much for take, listening. Yep. Take care. It's 1016 WNBF. I mean, a lot of people might think clowns are funny, but more people are actually scared of them and wonder what the deal is with a clown. Am I right, people? Especially because they wear the makeup. Sometimes it's orange or different colors, but what are they hiding behind their clown makeup? Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Bob. DJ from Binghamton. Hey, every time you say that, am I right, people? Kramer said that on Seinfeld. Remember that? Is that where you got it from? No, that's, anyway. they, st- they stole it from me. But anyway, oh. so what's on your mind? You were at Tom's Restaurant in, in, in Times Square where Jerry's writers, Seinfeld's writers used to go there. And they also went to the one where the soup Nazi was. That was a true story. Anyway, that nice lady caller who sounds very nice, who just called, is exactly right when she says, we need to do, she didn't say it, but I'm saying it. We need to take care of our border first because we don't know what's coming over. And Ukraine had their chance. They had their chance to join NATO many, many years ago. But that little stand-up comic turned president, uh, Zelensky, who got on a stand-up comic stage every night and talked filthy about Putin. And I sent you the videos before. You know what I'm talking about. He pulled down his pants and acted like he was playing the piano because Putin played the piano. And they had their chance. we got to take care of our border first. And as far as Mark Molinero, who was one of the area's best ever politicians, of course he's going to come on vacation and raise money. If that Joshua Riley gets in there, they're going to have – everything's going to be – Electric, you, you know how it goes, Bob. Everything's going to be green, green, green. That's not what green means. Green represents healing in the Bible. Green does not represent electric. No, green represents cash money. That's why it says in God we well, trust. Every, every bit of currency and coin issued by the United States government says in God we trust, and that's because cash is king. I understand that, but that's yeah. In this country, that's that's what green is. So I understand. As far that. as Mark Molinero is concerned, I'm glad he's going to have a fundraiser, and I'm equally glad that he's bringing the House Speaker in town because that gives him the perfect opportunity to say, "Mr. Speaker, I want you to meet one great American, one heck of an American, when he comes here." And brings the speaker in to take phone calls from great viewers like you for an hour. So that's what we're looking forward to. And I, and, I uh, think I think Bob, that will be the most important decision Congressman Molinaro has made to date. 
and I'm going to do my best to be there as I was there at his inauguration at the Kilmer mansion. And I just saw him, him, he was talking to, uh, he was standing there, uh, fellowshipping with, uh, Harvey, uh, Stanger at the, at the BU game the other day. And I talked with him and he, you know, what Mark Molinaro does, he stands there and he listens to you and he doesn't say, I got to go like other politicians. That's what I love about him, man. He's a true person. He, you know, he'll talk with you like you're his best friend. Not all politicians do that. Oh, see you later. Well, it's going to be a great day, huh, DJ? And they walk away. But he doesn't do that. So the reason we need him in there is because of these this crazy fake green. Green does not... If I bought an electric bike, right, and I, and I put it in my hallway, you know, when I wasn't riding it, that those lithium batteries explode and the whole house can catch on fire. Your house burned down because of the battery. What? When did that happen? What is it? No, I said if I got say just I got. I don't, oh yeah, but by the same token, your uh, gasoline fueled car, if it catches on fire in the garage, will burn the house down just the same. So whether it's gasoline or lithium ion batteries, there are risks. How's it going to catch on fire in the garage? I'm not going in the garage and smoking cannabis or, or, or tobacco. All right. I'm just saying be careful. Be careful with any kind of fuel, any kind of fuel, whether it's the traditional fine fuels that we use to power our vehicles or the emerging fuel technologies, there typically are some dangers. So please adhere to all the manufacturer's cautions. Bob, Bob wait. I refuse to be careful. All right. Well, then be cheerful. 1021. You have a choice. You can be careful and try to avoid risk when possible, or you can be cheerful. And then when you wind up in the ICU, you'll say, hmm, wish I had been more careful. 607-772-1290. More calls more often on a Tuesday morning. Binghamton Now with Bob Joseph. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. NBF, The Quiet Island at 1024. Jesse and Owego. Good morning. You're on the air. As long as you didn't push that button, you're not supposed to push. No, I'm sure I'm going to get a memo about that. I don't know <laughs> if it'll be a simple memo or a slap on the wrist with a ruler. Oh, well, it, it could be one of both. You never know. <laughs> well, the one thing we know, the uh, technological... Um, can I say it? Follow-up that happened. The snafu that started uh, a little over an hour ago at the beginning of the program. You can bet the write-up on that is going in my permanent file. <laughs> you know what? 
Maybe you need an old gate mixer and bring back the old telephone company. Yeah, hey, bring back one of those big black phones with the uh, four buttons for the, the line. Uh, each line had a button, and then there was a red button to put people on hold. Those were phones that worked every time. There never was a failure. And I could drop that phone. I could take that phone up to the roof of Center Plaza and drop it eight stories and then quick run down the stairs, get the phone, plug it back into the studio, and it would sound better than ever. Those phones were indestructible. They were made by Americans, and they were made to last. I still like the old ones that you had to crank up. And then you had the party lines. That was even better, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the party lines. Yeah, that was that was a real that was a real joy. What's on your mind? Uh your last caller, Anne. I'm really glad that she calls in, whether I agree or disagree or not. But as a fellow firefighter who's been retired for quite a while, I'm very fortunate to have astute hearing, and her fire alarm batteries are about to expire. So. I would ask her, please, replace them just as soon as possible. Oh, I agree. I heard that, too, and I, but I didn't want to interrupt her. So thank you for that reminder. By the way, I remind all WNBF listeners right now, at 1026 a.m., change the batteries in your smoke detectors. You'll be glad you did. John in Binghamton, good morning. You're on the air. Hi, Bob. Uh by the way, that previous message was sponsored by the American Battery Council. Yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> of course not, but anyway, what's on your mind? Well, I'm looking for another copy of uh, Dark Side of the Moon. You got one over there? Ha! No, they... they those, I was going to say a bad word. Those bleep came and took took our last copy. So we're, as they say on the radio, sadly out of luck. Yeah, I was making a B-17, and I got glue all over mine. Uh, so, uh, look, <laughs> the uh, according to WETM, uh, Mike Jambalaya Johnson, Speaker of the House, is coming here, uh, I guess, because of the Police Choice Act, among other things. I mean, that's WETM. Yeah, I saw that. I, yeah. I did see that, and I... I just shook my head and I said, well, John from Binghamton wields enormous power if with everything going on on the planet with 8 billion separate concerns that your handwritten <laughs> one-page request for legislation to Binghamton City Council, the fact that it was put on the agenda of a work session, not even scheduled for a vote, just a work session, a Monday night. Ordinarily, city council work sessions get no attention. I will go so far, John from Binghamton, is saying that single work session may have received the most coverage of any work session in modern history for Binghamton City Council. It's, it's remarkable what you accomplished. Well, I mean, you, along with uh, Binghamton, Broome County, and upstate New York Republicans. Now, apparently, even the national GOP is on board. Using your handwritten your handwritten request for legislation. I'm going to frame that. I'm going to frame it. Uh, and, and maybe we could ask uh, Mayor Cram to actually find a place 
in the lobby of City Hall or maybe up on the second floor next to the artworks that nobody can ever get to see because it's typically off limit. They could put a, a framed version. Maybe they'll even ask you to autograph it. Your, your uh, monumental and now historic request for legislation. Well, Michael Vass called it uh, 4D chess. Uh, it's more like 5D chess. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, you've got you playing, you know, with your pieces and the mayor and the police chief and the sheriff and the DA and a, a Republican congressional candidate, no doubt. You know who hasn't weighed in yet? Uh, what's what's the kid's name from Western New York? Carl, yeah, you Carl know. Paladino. Yeah, Paladino. I'm surprised he hasn't weighed in. You know, at some point... They're going to bring it up on the, the floor of the house, I bet, you know, well, uh, and maybe they have already, maybe in the, the things that run on, on C-SPAN. Maybe, maybe some members of Congress have, have already made reference to an upstate New York man named John from Binghamton <laughs> submitted a request for legislation for uh, and not. And remember, your request for legislation didn't call for the dissolution of the police department. He just called for a vote to put it before the people of Binghamton. You, technically, you didn't call specifically in your request for legislation for the dissolution of the police department. It was just to put it before Binghamton voters come November. Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, let's not forget the last piece of legislation that I put in was for a street named in Donald Trump's honor. So, you know, that that's an... Yeah, which ultimately made, of all places, the New York Times on a Sunday when when their circulation is at its greatest. The, the greatest newspaper, some claim, in the world, and some claim it's a liberal progressive operation, but sometimes it's hard to tell what their agenda really is, and they gave you attention. Because you said that on some sort of Binghamton radio station. I saw it in print. I almost, I, I, I refrained from spitting coffee on my print edition of the Sunday Times when I'm, I'm you know, going through the, the week in review section. I'm going, what the heck is this? And well, I said, my, oh, Johnny did it. My uncle uh, made the cover of the New York Times magazine. Uh, he, it was a Binghamton photograph. Uh, he was a drummer. And it was front in front of a building, 27 Exchange Street. It's now the Binghamton Housing Authority. Uh, but uh, he always took great pride because it was somebody, somebody that was running uh, for office. But he was like front and center on the New York Times. He he, he loved that picture. Uh, anyway, uh, I would think that the proponent of that legislation, a request for legislation, would be invited to this meeting with Sheriff Akshar. But here's what I think Sheriff Akshar should be concentrating on. When you chase joyriding teenagers, 15-year-old teenager, at 90 miles an hour, I think uh, in front of a shopping plaza, a crowded shopping plaza, I think you better apologize for your lack of policy and discipline with your deputies. Uh, you know, a, a, a car is a car. Uh, they had the license number. Uh, if you look at all the International Association of Police Chiefs, all the guidelines on this stuff, uh, that was insane. That guy 
should be off the force. Well, I don't know what the, the policy is. Uh, in a related note, though, uh, Gannett is uh, working. It's not their own project, but in collaboration with some other investigators, Gannett started uh, releasing the first parts of their investigation on crashes involving police cars, and that appeared in the print edition on Sunday. It's interesting. I, I've always been interested in uh, vehicle crashes, but one of the things that they pointed out, I believe, is that they, uh, in the Gannett thing on Sunday, they've had some difficulty obtaining information from law enforcement agencies in Broome County. Uh, it says uh, the documents we're asking for are public records, but for unexplained reasons, the Broome County Sheriff's Office and Johnson City Police have not acknowledged our request. Now, whoever wrote this for the paper, I, I guess it was loosely edited because it the paragraph says the documents we are asking for are public records. And then right below the paragraph, it says the documents we are asking for are public records. So maybe somebody didn't catch that in the final edit. But the, the bottom line is, according to Gannett, they had submitted a total of 193 freedom of information requests for detailed crash records from police departments in the state plus another 20 for things like union contracts and vehicle pursuit policies. Now, I think, and this is just me speaking, but I think every law enforcement agency in America ought to have their vehicle pursuit policy posted on their website, just as a matter of course. And even, even their um, code of conduct policies, I mean, the basic policies, because that doesn't, Let's face it, John, from Binghamton, if that's where you truly are from. Um, in my estimation, nobody's privacy is invaded by publishing your vehicle pursuit policy or your union contract or, you know, your behavior or your dress code. I think whether it's for a local police agency or state police or the FBI or the Secret Service or whatever. There's no national security involved in posting those policies on the website. And I think I think just because we, last I knew, we're paying for these law enforcement agencies, so we should know what the you know, what the, the people who are working for us are expected to do. I think it's simple expectation. And you would think actually that Everybody in law enforcement would be in favor of that, whether it's rank and file. Yeah, these are the rules that we have agreed to by as a condition of our employment. We agree to adhere to these rules. And if by chance we don't, we know there could be consequences. Doesn't mean we're bad. Nobody is saying that if you, for whatever reason, have a slip up on the job. Listen to me. How many slip ups do you hear from me? Every hour. The first hour was was a, a case in point. All my slip-ups uh, on the program are here for the world to hear. So, well, you know, I have no protection. Well, the, the liability, I mean, how much is this guy that was seriously injured, how much is he going to get from the county? Uh, look, Bob, I don't know. I'm going to ask you a question. Who's the public information officer for the Binghamton Police Department? There is none. <laughs> okay. And I've okay. had that conversation uh, I don't know that I've 
directly had the conversation with Jared Cram. I had previously, I believe, had a conversation, maybe more of an informal chat about it with with Rich David. And I don't know that I ever had the conversation with Matt Ryan, but I always thought that it would be helpful for the Binghamton Police Department, actually for every police agency in Broome County, um, Johnson City, Endicott, Vestal, uh, Port Dickinson. There you go. Um, Have a a public information officer. And and, and here's the thing, because in this fast-paced world where we don't know what will happen, have a cell phone issued... And accredited media people would have access to the number for for the person, the on-call public information officer. So it's understandable. You wouldn't want, would be unfair to have somebody on call 24-7. But when he or she is not on call, then there is somebody who actually has the responsibility. So say if there is a serious crime or some sort of serious incident involving public safety, then that person would be able to respond to reporters even if it's at 3 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, who's the internal affairs officer at the Binghamton Police Department? Who's head of internal affairs? Well, let me check. It must be on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Well, you've checked. Is it? Uh, I, I uh, the, the last guy that I knew with internal affairs, and I only found out about it after he became police chief, was Richard Tronovich, my school chum. Rick Tronovich? Uh, oh, that's right. He was. All right. Well, I'm trying to think. I knew somebody previously who was in charge of internal affairs. I mean, not that recently. I don't think he liked it. By the way, of all the things that you could be in a police department, I think being head of internal affairs is, is one of the toughest. Let's see. So I'm going down the list, of course, uh, police chief, assistant chief, intel center captain, administrative captain, CRT, detectives, ID unit, uh, patrol, patrol supervisor, records, traffic, warrants, crime prevention. I don't see any listing for uh, internal affairs. Okay, one more question. And I'll let you go. When's the last time you've seen Joe Zakuski, the chief of police, Joseph T. Zakuski, in uniform? Because the International Association of Police Chiefs says, according to their surveys, that over 40 percent, 46, 47 percent of the public uh, wants to see the police chief occasionally in uniform. Uh, do we know? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. Trying to remember. Seems like. Now, before I comment, I, I thought I saw him in uniform not that long ago, but now I'd have to have to double check. I mean, what I know, say, when we've had police chiefs on the air here, when they've come to the studio, sometimes they've, they've come in uniform. Um, more often than not, they're in a, you know, a suit and tie, typically. So uh, as far as... When Sheriff Akshar has been here in the studio since he became sheriff, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think every time Sheriff Akshar has been here, he's been in uniform. And I think yeah. his predecessor, uh, Sheriff Harder, if I'm not mistaken, I think I think every time Sheriff Harder was here, he was in uniform. But as far yeah, as... And, I- and oh, um, 
state police majors, say when we've had the uh, commander of Troop C based in Sydney, uh, occasional times when they've actually been in the studio, I think almost always they appeared in, in uniform, even though they knew it was radio. But I think, I think the PIO for the state police, I think she advised him, well, this is Bob Joseph, and he's known sometimes to take pictures or videos, so you probably, if, if you don't ordinarily... Um, wear a uniform on the job that day if you're coming to the radio station wear a uniform in case bob you know brings his camera out for twitter or for his website well all i want to say is this if this is a serious effort by the speaker of the house of representatives uh to uh discuss uh this issue this local issue it's we don't have a national police force uh you know i would uh uh be invited now if it's a scam if it's a sham if it's an emotional appeal uh, if it's a photo op if it's a staged event then they wouldn't want me around well where so, is the event anyway they so far i think they're they're trying to keep the location and well locations of of the speaker's event secret is is I, that do you believe that's what they're attempting to do to keep to keep the because I, I remember the last time a speaker was here in Binghamton, they tried to keep it a secret, but it didn't work too well. Well, I know that uh, I've talked to. Uh, I know that uh, at least uh, well, officers want to go and show their badge and get in. I guess it's at the sheriff's department, but you know, it's it's going to be a dog and pony show. Uh, you know, uh, I like Fred Akshar. Let me talk about this with him, uh, Fred. Don't be scared. It's just me. Well, you've yeah, I mean you've known Fred Akshar for many years. I'm sure you've had multiple conversations. Anyway, I appreciate your call, and we'll see what happens. I think it's it's fascinating. I'll just say, generally speaking, about life, it's fascinating. And this week is already off to an interesting start. Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to. Binghamton now. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Listening to Binghamton now. It's a Tuesday morning. I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF. rather be in Binghamton. Yeah, I can dream of California, but right now I'd rather be in Binghamton. 1047 WNBF, an open-air drug market busted, according to the Times Union of Albany. Open-air drug market with drugs being sold openly in the air. Uh, Saratoga County, Malta, the uh, sheriff's deputy seized 43 pounds of the cannabis some hallucinogenic mushrooms and two handguns. 13 people were arrested. It happened in the village of Round Lake. They also turned up a large quantity of concentrated marijuana. The deputies also seized $10,000 in cash. So it was an open-air operation 
according to the Saratoga County Sheriff's Office. It was housed in a former custom auto paint shop. It was set up like a flea market for illegal cannabis. So let me know if you uh, see any of that stuff going on here in Broome County, and I'll investigate. I don't think anything like that is happening here in Broome County or Tioga County, but it was going on, according to the sheriff's office in Saratoga County in the village of Round Lake. So uh, they rounded up 13 people. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Beverly? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm I'm uh, thinking about going out today. I mean, we had three three cold days. I'm thinking about going out. Yeah, it's supposed to get up to about 40 today, so this afternoon would be nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about going on vacation this, this summer, but uh, I got to ask the doctor first. Yeah, that would be wise. Where do you think you'll go on vacation? Uh, well, my friend... My friend said that they take me to Altoona, Pennsylvania. I was going to say, I, Altoona, you could go and see the Altoona Curve. Oh, Bob, uh, we were up there one time, Bob, and we seen the tra- where the train turned around. And um, it, was, it was so amazing that we, uh, we, went to, we, we got down to a parking area and we went to sleep. I mean, it was so nice and quiet and everything. And uh, one of the, I don't know what it was, the Rangers up there or who it was, they stopped me, asked us if we were all right. And I said, oh, yes. I said, we, I said, we just got tired. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We just, well, if you go, we just, if you're planning later this year to go to Altoona, let me know. Maybe I'll have you uh, pick up some of those mellow cups, you know, at the candy uh, factory. Hey, you know, Bob, they don't sell them up the road here anymore. Really? Speedway. When it, when it was the mobile, they, they used to sell them all the time. God, I used to eat one, like <sighs> two or three of them a week. Yeah, they were so good. Yeah, they were good, mm. all right. Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, keep me posted. I've been walking pretty good. I, I use my upright walker. All right. Well, be careful. If you go if you go out this afternoon, be careful, okay? Okay, honey. Have a good day. It's 1051 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. Your call is important to me. That's why I answer every call personally. 607-772-1290. Serving the public the best way I know how every weekday on WNBF. seem to find and how they're in a hurry to complicate their minds by chasing after money and dreams that can't come true i'm glad that we are different we've better things to do may others plan their future i'm busy loving you wnbf live living color 
Dave in Vestal, you're on the air. Yeah, good morning there, Bob. Good old tune right there, oh, Bob. That's classic. Good, good old, good. Yeah, really good. Hey, uh, your, par, your Paul Harvey was good earlier there. Good day. You did that pretty good. Hey, I'll be real quick, Bob. You know, I was fascinated. I thought about it. Tom from Endwell. Darn good question you had, Bob. You have to ask yourself why Biden did what he did when he first got in the office. There's only two answers, Bob. Might be a combination of both. They want open borders. Democrats love open borders. Biden and his they want open borders, or he just undid it just because it's something Trump did, you know, like a two-year-old would, two-year-old would do. So, Bob, that's a good question for you to pose, especially to your Vinnies and your Matt Ryans when they call in and complain about the Republicans not voting on the bill to help the border along. Ask people, Bob, ask them, why do you think Biden put us in this position in the first place. Well, why do you think Trump put us in this position right now where he told his minions not to approve the legislation, a compromise? Oh, we're out of time for the hour. Thanks for calling, Dave. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, good questions. These are good questions and more questions and calls coming up next hour on WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Today will be sunny with a high near 41. It will be mostly clear tonight, low around 22. Sunshine on Wednesday with a high near 43. Authorities say a gun used to wound a police detective following a chase in southeastern Pennsylvania on Saturday was used to wound another person in a drive-by shooting earlier in the day. Delaware County prosecutors and Chester police said Monday the gun belonged to 40-year-old Torrance Armstrong, who fired at officers after his car was spotted and chased Saturday afternoon. Authorities said he was wounded by return fire from the wounded detective and three other officers and died at a hospital Saturday evening. Officials said the wounded detective was discharged Monday and is recuperating at home. Authorities say a woman has died as the result of injuries sustained in a domestic dispute at a Tioga County home. According to state police, troopers were sent to 10 Deborah Lee Drive in Apple Lake in just before 4 a.m. Monday for a reported dispute. A news release indicates police and medics provided assistance to a man and a woman who were injured in the incident. The woman died and the man was taken to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City, where he was reported in stable condition. Members of the State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation continued to process the scene and remove potential evidence late Monday afternoon. State Police released no names or other information about the dispute. Two women were killed in a fire Sunday at a Long Island senior housing complex. Nassau County Police and firefighters found Teresa Cassell of dead in an apartment and Lynn Citron 
died at a hospital after sustain, sustaining severe burns in the fire in a 10-unit building at the Jesse Harmon Shepherd Hill Complex in Plainview. The blaze started just after 5 a.m. Sunday and tore through the second floor and the roof of a two-story building in the complex just east of the Seaford Oyster Bay Expressway. Efforts to keep people out of the abandoned Masonic Temple building on the west side of Binghamton aren't working. The massive structure at 64 Main Street has been vacant for decades. Isaac Anzer had acquired the property in 2018. It was seized for non-payment of taxes and then sold to a Long Island real estate, real estate investment firm last March. A man who managed to get inside the building set a small fire with some bags and other items last Tuesday. City firefighters were called to extinguish what was described as sort of a campfire. Fire investigators were sent to the scene. No structural damage was reported. Harkness Commercial Realty Group of Johnson City has been retained to try to find a buyer for the property. The firm's Robert Harkness said there are ongoing efforts to monitor the building to prevent people from getting inside. The place was accessible through an opening in a fence on the east side of the building last Friday. The property had been secured again by Monday morning. Harkness said the asking price for the property has been reduced to $375,000. The Masonic Temple building opened on the west side in November of 1923. A reconstruction project started in April of 1988, but it never was completed. A series of redevelopment proposals were announced after that, but they all were scrapped. The attorney representing a suspended magistrate judge in Pennsylvania says his client is not guilty of allegations that he shot her estranged boyfriend in the head as he slept earlier this month. The district judge, Sonia McKnight, was charged last week with attempted murder and aggravated assault. Susquehanna Township police alleged that she had gunshot residue on her hands an hour after the February 10th shooting. Defense attorney Corey Lesher said in a statement Monday that McKnight is innocent and did not shoot the victim. He said uh, McKnight looks forward to the whole story being told and intends to vigorously defend herself in this matter. An Army reservist responsible for Maine's deadliest mass shooting told state police in New York State before his hospitalization last summer that fellow soldiers were worried about him because he's, he was going to do something. Robert Card told troopers who escorted him to a hospital that people kept talking about him behind his back and he said it's getting old. He said fellow reservists were worried about him because he was capable. The release of the officer's body cam video recorded on July 16th followed the release of a new detail Thursday by Maine State Police. A review of Card's cell phone after the October shooting revealed a note he'd written three days earlier in which he said he'd had enough and warned he was trained to hurt people. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app on, on at the line at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF.
Joseph. You're listening to Binghamton Now on WNBF. You want it, here it is. Come and get it. Mm-hmm. Make your mind up fast. If you want it, anytime I can give it. But you better hurry cause it may not last. Did I hear you say that there must be a gap? Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety is the number. So if you have anything to add, feel free to call. Otherwise, we'll assume everyone is happy. Everyone is uh, happy. As you should be. You should be happy on a Tuesday with uh, temperatures expected to soar into... The 40s, 41 today, 43 tomorrow, 46 on Thursday. The promise of climate change for you to enjoy for the moment until things take a nasty turn. Oh, here's something. Let me uh, see if I can punch this up. Punch it up. And this was called to my attention by... Gary. Thank you, Gary, for calling this to my attention. A story. Huffpo. The Huffington Post. True the vote, tells judge. It doesn't have evidence for ballot mules conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory promoting group True the Vote. Didn't she have a big hit last year? True the Vote. Oh, no, that was Megan the Vote. Uh, The conspiracy theory-promoting group says it has no evidence to back up its claims about widespread systemic voter fraud during the 2020 elections. The group, which was heavily featured in that guy's viral documentary, Lots of Mules, claimed that the ballot mules worked with a network of left-wing organizations to steal the election for Joe Biden. The film and its claims made a huge splash, and the former guy praised True the Vote for supposedly exposing great election fraud. But in responding to a subpoena for any evidence supporting those claims, the group came up empty-handed. So there you go. Those of you who enjoyed the movie, Whole lot of Mules, (laughs) the people from uh, True the Vote have affirmed that they have zero evidence to support their claims. But we certainly thank them for trying to distract us from the business of life. Morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Bob. Am I on? Uh, but I bet you are. Who is this? Hi, Bob. Bonnie from Shenango Forks. Yeah, what's uh, going on? I just wanna... Hi, Bob. Um, want to talk about uh, Broome County District Attorney's Office. Uh, itself. Um, I'm trying to coordinate something, and I've been trying since like last Monday with the secretary there and the main lady that answers the phone. Uh, they deterred me and put me off for over like eight days, okay? And I don't understand why I'm just trying to 
trying to accommodate and schedule a meeting. Um, and this is what they'll do with, with uh, the former district attorney, Paul Battisti. Okay? And I know him personally. He's not a former. He's the current district attorney. Well, he is the current. And we all voted for him. Okay? And I did. And I can't simply accommodate and set up a meeting for maybe even for five minutes with them. And I don't quite understand why. And that they're unruly, the secretary staff, his secretary, and I'm going to say that personally, and they're hanging up the phone on me. Um, All right. Well, send me more information. This sounds like something you should send to an email. Send me the details to bob at wnbf.com. Not happy to say that, that they're not very professional speaking. Like All right. Well, you know, instead of litigating this on the air, send me all the relevant information in an email, and then I can uh, read all of the details so I can appreciate what, what might be happening. I think somebody's not doing their job is what I think. And well, I don't, you know, to come on the program and say just because someone hasn't set up a meeting with you that he's not doing his job, as I say, send me all the relevant details to bob at wnbf.com. Did you say that you will send me the information in an email? Okay. Thanks. Uh, it's 11.15, WNBF. If you have uh, any kind of a situation where you're trying to set up a meeting with someone and for some reason you can't set up a meeting and you think you should be able to, send all the information to me, bob at wnbf.com, and then I can review the information when I have some time to devote to the, the matter. That's... It's the best way. It's the best way to handle that type of situation. Let's see what else. I think there was something else that needed to be said here. Let's see what else is going on here from the email. Hmm. So our company is trying to teach us how to eat better. This is true. I, I won't go into great detail. But the uh, email is marked um, high, high priority or high importance, you know, the, the red exclamation mark. And my company that uh, runs the station here, they are trying to get me to eat better. The 10 foods you should be eating. Sad for me that their presentation is going on right now. This month's wellness event, the 10 foods you, Bob, should be eating. Unfortunately, because they have it going on right now, and I need to do the program. Attend the live event, and your name will go into a drawing. To win a dozen donuts. <laughs> Oh my gosh! By the way, I'm kidding about the donut part. It's um, it's a wellness kit, so it says Q and A time will be allotted at the conclusion of the program. I'll uh, I'll check it out. I can't participate live, but I probably I think they usually do uh, archive these things, so I'll probably check it out. See <laughs> of the. Let me guess, of the 10 foods I should be eating, and I'm not, I can't guarantee 
that I'm going to be able to watch it this afternoon because I have some actual reporting I need to do as part of my job. But when, when and if I get a chance to see the 10 foods that my company thinks I should be eating, I'll get back to you and I'll honestly tell you how many of those 10 foods I already eat. And my guess is between zero and two. But I'm glad that they're doing it. I mean, what it shows to me is that they do care. So if they didn't care, they would just say, go ahead, Bob, keep eating those 10 foods that you ought not be eating. You know, so they're, they're just trying to be helpful. And for that, I'm grateful. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, good morning, Bob. This is Vinny from Binghamton. Hi. And uh, tell me one. Tell me one food I should be eating because I'm missing out on my my company's um, wellness presentations going on live, and I, I'm sure I'm not authorized to run that on the air. But it would be fascinating. Just give me one food I ought to be eating if I want to stay well. Old Bay potato chips. Thank you. I already yeah, am doing that, so I feel better. <laughs> I feel better about myself, and I, I always get I them remember. in the I get them in the convenient fourteen ounce bag, so I don't run out in the middle of a TV program. I remember you bringing that up. Oh, it was a while ago, mm. and I'm like, oh my god, I love those too. Oop, it, I, better, it, I shouldn't have said that. Well, <laughs> they're good. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that because now yeah. other viewers will think poorly of you. You know, you know these conspiracy people out here, but. <laughs> You know, Bob, I, I got to tell you, you know, all you um, uh, Biden supporters, independents, progressives, this is this is exactly what I was talking about a couple weeks ago about when you vote for people and the seriousness in the presidency and how we need to pick things up. And oh, put wait, hold on. Along. Hold on. Yeah. Hi, WNBF. Could you hold, please? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, Vinny, uh, I, I have actually have an incoming call. Um, would you be able to hold on? Yep. Okay. Oh, because oh, hey, Bob, only if it's Joe Biden. Well, <laughs> it's not. No, you can hold on if you can. Yep. And, and then, yeah, and then because we'll have some uh, important information about an event that's taking place later today. And uh, if for some reason you need to hang up, you can always call back. You're listening to News Radio WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet. News Radio WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. Coming up this afternoon in Shenango County, there is going to be a community blood drive, and it will run from 1 to 6 p.m. We're joined now by Nivia Gutierrez, who has some information about this afternoon's blood drive in Norwich. Thanks for uh, joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us about uh, the blood drive that'll be getting started in, in less than two hours in Norwich. 
Yes, and it's at 29 Sheldon Street in Norwich at the American Legion Post 189, which is a great site. Um, we are in need of generous blood donors, which are vital to ensuring those in need of transfusions have access to life-saving care. Right now, we're trying to rebuild our blood supply during this emergency blood shortage, and we need all the volunteer donors that are eligible to donate to come out and donate throughout all our blood drives. Also, you get a $20 Amazon e-gift card via email in a couple of weeks after donating, which is uh, pretty awesome. Well, that's good. And I know a lot of times the American Red Cross prefers at blood drives, if, if people have made an appointment, I take it because yes. this is a five-hour uh, opportunity in Norwich that it's, it's open to anybody whether or not they've made an appointment to donate blood today. That is correct. They can, they can call 1-800-733-2767, or they can even call me at 607-221-8556, and I will be happy to schedule them, but we are taking walk-ins. Okay, and I'll ask you to give your uh, number again in case people weren't ready to jot it down. If they want to uh, directly make arrangements with you, what's your number? It is 607 221 All right. And again, that will be going on from 1 to 6 p.m. today at the American Legion Post 189 on Sheldon Street in Norwich. Yes. All right. Do you have many other Thank blood... You. Are there many other blood drives that will be coming up uh, in the coming days around Shenango County? We... I have, um, yes, I have another one at uh, Church of St. Bartholomew on February 22nd this week. And that one is from 3 to 7. All right. And as always, people can get more information about blood drives in their community, whether it's Shenango County or Broome or Tioga County. They can go to the Red Cross web website the redcrossblood.org website lists upcoming donor events yes and you can always meet yeah <laughs> i'm well, willing to help out <laughs> well okay well i appreciate your uh calling in and i wish you and everyone the best today especially uh at the event at the american legion on sheldon street in norwich thank you so much thank you for helping out you're welcome you have, ha a great have a good day all right, bye-bye. It's 11.27 at WNBF. We now return to our call already in progress. Vinny, thanks for hanging on. No problem, no problem. Um, you know, uh, Bob, I'm basically talking to Biden supporters and independents and progressives right so now. So in other so words, you're talking to only two people listening to NBF right now. That's absolutely no, no. There's some in the shadows. <laughs> I'm kidding. Do. No, I'm. I'm sure some of our core listeners are saying we're thinking that. Oh, Vinny. So you're talking to Bob and Matt. That's that's what some that's, of our. That's, that's that's what some listeners are probably thinking. Ooh, oh, that's he's dark. he's cute. You know, it's Vinny thinking that that there are three Biden supporters in all of Broome County, and their names uh -huh. are Vinny, Matt, and Bob. I know. Well, you know, hey, hey, Bob, let me tell you, Biden won this in the last election, so I don't know where they went. They must be still here, some of them. Yeah, well, what I so liked, 
What I liked is that latest report from uh, that I saw written specifically in the Huffington Post about the conspiracy theory promoting group finally admitted uh, as they responded to a subpoena they had no evidence supporting their false claims about systemic voter fraud from the 2020 election. So here we are more than three years later, and they finally had to admit it in a court filing in Georgia that they did not have any records of the supposed network of non-governmental organizations it alleged facilitated the massive ballot trafficking scheme. So I thought, you know, we should use that for all the uh, people who liked seeing the, the movie about mules, you know, thousands of yeah. mules. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, you mentioned something earlier about uh, of all the things that are going on in this world. Um, and I've talked about um, leadership and how the presidency, how important that is. And we shouldn't take it for granted. And we need, really need to look at these candidates that we have. So here we are, what is it, February 20th. And we have Joe Biden down there. We have all of our NATO allies watching. And we got a guy running on the Republican ticket that's selling high-top gold sneakers. This is, the, this is the BS that I'm talking about. This is why we've got to get to the polls. This guy's not serious. Oh, he cares about America. Listen, Judas turned in Jesus for 30, 30 silver coins, okay? Don't you think this guy could care less that money that you send for them seekers that money you sent for the bobblehead the the, uh, the terminator all that nonsense that he's selling that money's going to him he could care less he's about surviving for himself but i'm talking to the biden people this is why we have to get together we got to take the reins we got to take the whole thing because as you can see they don't have the cojones to get anything done I was just reading an article in Huffington Post by Arthur Denley Delaney, a brief history of Republicans walking away from bipartisan immigration deals. You guys do this over and over and over again. And then the people that don't know, that don't know what the bill is about, you want to sit here and talk about the borders. We have tried it, and every time you guys have walked away. This, Bob, this last, this last bill, and I think the gentleman who called in for a Wego talked about, talked about this, that that's what we should start doing, looking in, reading, reading up on this. The stuff that's in there, this is a conservative bill. I mean, they're talking about more money, more money for uh, deployment for uh, agents down there. I think the wall, even extending more of the wall is in there. And yeah, Donald but there's nothing, Trump, there's nothing about making Mexico pay for it. No, no, exactly, because they're not going to either. And, and they don't give me these taxes and all this other nonsense. No, it, no, we need to do it. Because like Obama said years ago, there's so many things in this world that if we don't get involved, it won't get done. And to, have, and to say stuff about NATO paying their own way. Boy, I, we didn't hear that mouth when you guys ran into uh, um, Iraq after Saddam Hussein. We didn't hear any of that lip service. We sent our people over there, and they got killed for weapons of mass destruction. I guess we weren't so bad then. I guess we weren't so bad. Yeah, well, it's sad. Sad that innocent people lost their lives, for and for what? Appreciate your call. Thank you. 
11.32 WNBF. There's still time for all viewers to call. If you haven't called already, now is a good time to call. Uh, sadly, because of contractual language, the program will end at noon. So you can't do a thing about it. So if you don't get in today, you'll have to wait till tomorrow morning. 607-772-1290. I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF. Tuesday morning with Bob Joseph in Binghamton now. Tom in Susquehanna. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. I want to respond to uh, that uh, Vinny from Binghamton again, who I don't think his name is Vinny, and I don't even think he's from Binghamton. Well, be that as it may, and by the way, I think you've said that before, so uh, let's let's always move on, whether his name is... Timmy, and he lives in Montrose, or if he's Vinny in Binghamton, at least he's consistent. We know who he is, generally speaking, and we certainly are well aware of his views. What? Yeah, we know where he stands, so you don't have to constantly uh, bring up your your doubts about his identity. It, it could be Timmy in Montrose, or it could be Vinny in Binghamton, but be that as it may... He's a regular contributor to the program. Yeah. Well, okay. But I'm going to respond as an independent. So just let me talk. Then don't get me thrown off onto different topics, all right? Well, we'll see about that. What what point do you want to make? What point do you want to make? The point I want to make is this. As an independent, the idea that uh, Biden is doing a good job, he's, there's got to be something wrong with this, Vinny. I mean, uh, what, doesn't he see what's going on here? Even his own party is going against him. Now, I'm an independent. I have never voted, well, I voted for Democrats, but I was, uh, I was a Democrat, then a Republican, and then I got out of the Republicans when I saw that we had the House and the Senate and we did nothing. And you had the jerks that are in there. But this guy is just blind to everything else. I mean, and you were right. He's going to talk to the only three people I know that should be voting for Biden is going to be you and uh, uh, the other guy there, Matt Ryan. But uh, and then I respect Matt Ryan. Well, if that's the case, let's get serious. If there are only going to be three people in Broome County voting for Biden, then I guess Trump is in easily. So... You know, why Why even waste our, our energy on talking about Trump and his $400 sneakers? I know, but if you don't want to buy them, don't buy them. I don't want to buy them. I'm not going to. I don't care. I don't care if it was uh, Taylor Swift 
I'm not buying $400 sneakers. Come on, man. About that. Why make a point about that when Biden can't even put two sentences together? He still is governing like a champ compared to his predecessor. This has been, these are glory days for America compared to the former guy, the way he was behaving so unpredictably and, and flying off the handle sometimes multiple times a day. That was the problem. You know, if he only governed like a, a president, most Americans probably would have voted for him. Yeah. Was there a, a battle? Did, uh, did Putin get into Ukraine? Soon as he started to open that thing up, with Ukraine, he should have put uh, fast-tracked uh, Ukraine into the nation, the United Nations, and then put the forces right on the line. We would have never had it. Number two, Biden, the things are really starting to get out of hand now. And I do not know how it's going to work out, because the way things are going here, it, Biden could get elected again. And that would be unbelievable. And if it is, there's something wrong with this country. I mean, uh, we are really going down the tubes. Uh, I was going to let you continue without interruption, but I, I take offense at that. There's nothing wrong with this country. This is the greatest country ever. And for you to assert that there might be something wrong with this country, I, I'm not going to sit by and allow that to go unchallenged. This is the greatest country. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a great country, and we're going to make it greater together. Yeah, yeah. All right. How come the borders are coming in? How come the borders are open? Crime down in New York City is out. My wife went down there. She's sitting in the theater. She gets her purse stolen. You know that? Right, and they even found somebody's leg in the subway. You saw that. What'd you say? They found a leg in the subway. They got a what? A leg. A human leg. They found it on the subway track. Oh. Well, how come you don't talk about that? It's convenient that you ignore that. Disembodied leg found on New York City subway tracks. That's according to cops. Probably some of the people you even know. NYPD is investigating why a human leg was found on the tracks between the 167 and 160, 170 street stops on the number four line. Yeah. Hey. Well, how come that doesn't get any coverage? I was down there when they found a head on the tracks. Yeah. You remember when they, the New York Post front page, the, the most historic tabloid page in the history of tabloids? Headless body found in topless bar. That was the New York Post front page. Body found in topless bar. No, headless. Headless body found in topless bar. Vincent Musetto wrote that for the New York Post. That was the best. Now, again, it's a tragic story, but in terms of tabloids, that was, that was the most powerful front page headline in the history of tabloids. Yeah, well, they ride on top of the subway, Bob. I know. I, mean I heard this morning... A, a kid, who, sadly, he died last year. He was a subway surfer, and he died because he was on top of the subway. And I'm not going to go into the gruesome details, but it didn't end well. And then on the news on CBS 880 this morning, his mom was on saying it, somehow that the uh, MTA should do something about it. What are they going to do? I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I remember thinking that. And, and again, this it's a tragedy. He was a teenager, and I wish he was alive. But I couldn't think of a, a darn thing that the MTA couldn't do to stop, stop people from subway surfing. No, no. And, you know, again, you know, I... I am so sorry for her loss. It's tragic, but she, I don't know. I, you know, sometimes it'd be like, say, if I, if I go and play in traffic over at the roundabout here, and then I get hit by a bus or a fire truck, then people are going to say, oh, the city should do something about the roundabout because Bob got hit by a bus and a fire truck. It's like, no, the, the roundabout's fine. It's people who play in the middle of traffic who are going to get hurt. All right, listen, Bob. When you grew up, your mother knew you were driving, you're riding your bike around. If she saw you holding on to the back of a bus or a car going along, what do you think she would have said to you? She would say, Robert, get over here. By the way, that's the cleaned up version. That's the version that would go on the air. Actually, my mom wouldn't use any anything that needed to be bleeped, but it would not be Bob, wouldn't be Bobby, it'd be Robert, and she would teach me a very important life-saving lesson. That's right, because she saw that. Yes, because my mom cared about me, and she cared about my siblings, so she worked to teach us basic things to keep us from getting hurt or killed. Right. So where is this mother? I don't know. I don't know, and I'm sorry I got off on the wrong track about that. Just like the thing with the subway, you know, I know that's that's irrelevant to why you called, but the basic thing, anyway, here in America, we are the greatest country. You don't have to worry. I'm serious about this, Tom. You don't have to worry about America, regardless of who's president a year from now. America will do just fine. America has survived the good presidents and the horrific presidents. And as my, my friend Gloria Gaynor once sang, we will survive regardless whether, whether it's the current guy or the former guy who's running things a year from now. Yeah. We will. Don't, don't, sound, don't sound like you're disappointed. I mean, if the current guy gets reelected country will survive. If the former guy gets elected and he gets a, a second four-year term, we will survive. Let's not kid ourselves. This country is stronger than either of those guys. Yes, I know, but the quality of life is also important. Yeah. Quality of life will be okay under either of them. So don't worry. Don't worry. And thanks, Tom, for the call. You know, why worry about this stuff? It's going to work out okay. Yeah, you, you have a candidate you support. And support your candidate, whether it's for president or any other office. But don't whip yourself into a frenzy and say somehow, if the person you don't support gets elected, somehow this country isn't going to survive? Oh my gosh, give the country a little more credit. We've been in business for well over two centuries and we're going to be in business for a long time to come. So work for your favorite candidate. Accentuate the positive. Why your candidate is so good that we need four years of that person. 
the power of positivity of my work. Maybe, maybe the former guy who got fired in November 2020, maybe if he and his supporters start focusing on the positives, what makes him so good instead of tearing down some other guy who's doing his best? He's doing his best in the face of almost historic hostility. It's 11.47. This is Bob Joseph on Binghamton Now. It's WNBF. Live. Eleven fifty WNBF live and local in living color with Bob Joseph. This is your program. This is Binghamton now. Back to the phones we go. Larry in the Binghamton area. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. I just wanted to give a special thanks to the Endicott Police Department. And the state police. My mother-in-law went missing a couple weeks ago. And thankfully, their due diligence, they were able to find her and get her back home safely. It was a medicine mix-up, whatever. And she kind of just took off on her own. And luckily, a state police helicopter actually found her way down by Liberty on a back road. And it could have turned out much worse, but they stuck right on it and... I think they did a fantastic job. You don't get to hear too many of the end results of some of these things that happen. And this one turned out very positive. And I want to thank them for their hard work and dedication. And how is she doing now? She's doing good now. She's back home and, you know, medicated and went to the hospital for a couple of days because she was dehydrated and stuff. But she's doing much better and whatever, you know. Just well, one of those things that can happen to just sure. about anybody, I guess. But, it could. Uh, yeah. So thanks to their hard work and be, being that she was quite a ways out of the area when they found her, it could have turned out much worse. And they did a great job. I mean, they literally found her with a police helicopter. So it was a good thing that they were really out there looking. I mean, at first we were like, oh, my God, what are we doing? What are you doing? Can we go do something, you know? And within... I'm going to say 24 hours they found her and got her back to us safely. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm glad she's okay. Yeah, so I appreciate the opportunity to thank them on the air. All right, thank you for calling them, or calling us, and we thank them for the hard work they did to make make for a happy ending. James in Binghamton, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Good. I'll make it quick. Hey, I just spent last week a full week in New York City for uh, work. Um, I was in Midtown. I was in Harlem. I was in uh, down in Soho. I was in Queens. Uh, I was up near Bronx. I was all over the place. And, and guess what? It was a great time. And guess what? There was people everywhere doing their thing from all over the world. Um, you know, I find it funny when people like are buying into this New York Post style Kool-Aid about like, it's such a dangerous, evil place. And like, no, it's not. I'm looking at right now. It's not even the top 15 most dangerous large cities in the in the country. In fact, it's one of the safest largest city, large cities 
on the on the planet. And and I might also it, it jogged my memory if I remember correctly. I'm looking at statistics, and yes, uh, nationally, violent crime and property crime are down fairly significantly over the previous year and the year before that. Granted, there was a spike during the pandemic, but. Um, when I hear people like I was kicking around Midtown Manhattan, your Port Authority bus terminal, I by the way, you'd hear it uh, listening to uh, the New York Post or this radio station later today. You'd think I had to step over, uh, you know, immigrants every every single step that I took. And I don't think I saw one that would qualify for that. You know why? Because even if it's 30,000 people that Greg Abbott put, uh, sent up there, guess how many that is compared to like the eight plus million people that live and work. There? Yeah. You know and I mean? and like, 99 percent, 99 percent of the people in New York City are good, upstanding citizens. Appreciate I, your call. I, I want to challenge any listeners, go spend a couple days down in New York. You'll have a great time. It's the best I've seen it in years. All right. Thank you. Well, thanks to Eric Adams. Uh, speaking of mayors, here's a former mayor of Binghamton, Matt from Binghamton. Good morning. Yes, I figured um, all those people care about me and mention my name, wanted to hear from me today, so I just called. Um, just a couple of facts. I, well, it's got to be quick. We're facts. down to our final seconds. Okay. We're running out of time. Okay. Go look at all the, the things that um, Joe Biden overturned on uh, in his first few days by executive orders. Uh, they were undoing bad policies by Donald Trump, most of them. There's a couple we could um, agree on, but only five of them had to do with immigration, not they made it sound like there's hundreds. Uh, and one of the things is also the historians that rated the presidents. They broke them down. If you find a, a detailed article of conservatives, uh, leaning conservative, even the most leaning conservative historians and, po and political scientists who were asked to participate ranked Trump uh, altogether the 41st, by that time, worst president. Yeah, well, you know, that means if he gets reelected. He might move up in the rankings. We'll see. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you to everybody who participated. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to WNBF. You too. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media.